I'm hoping to record this in the afternoon and directly into Anchor without doing anything else. Uh, I'm hoping that my noisy neighbors wouldn't um, wouldn't be so noisy. But in any way, I'm dedicating this whole weekend to watching my favorite game, which is Dota. And the internationals is something that we didn't have for last year so this was two years in the making and i I really really want to see who takes home the ages that's what you call the trophy um one of my favorite game sorry one of my favorite teams had already been sent home and my favorite player from that team sub is now retiring it's really sad but Hey, you know what? That's fine. That's what life is. I still have one more favorite team uh, in the upper bracket. They look really strong. My favorite player of all time, Puppy, is still leading the team. And I'm so excited. And it's just really exact as I record this that we talk about love. This is going to be a three-part series um, I'm not sure how long it's going to be for us, but if this goes beyond 30 minutes, I hope you stay and I hope we do talk about it. We're not just going to be talking about love and all of the nice things about it. We're also going to be talking about love and the hardships that come with it because that's love. It's not all happy. It can also be sad. There are highs and there are lows in everything that we do. So... Let's go and talk about that. My name is Lee and we will be decapitating romantic love or eros. And this is part one of three parts. We'll start with how it starts. At that moment, it seemed to him that time stood still, and the soul of the world surged within him. When he looked into her dark eyes and saw that her lips were poised between a laugh and silence, he learned the most important part of the language that all the world spoke, the language that everyone on earth was capable of understanding in their heart. It was love. Something older than humanity, more ancient than the desert. Something that exerted the same force whenever two pairs of eyes met as had theirs here at the well. She smiled, and that was certainly an omen. The omen he had been awaiting, even without knowing he was, for all his life. The omen that he sought to find with his sheep and in his books in the crystals and in the silence of the desert. It was the pure language of the world. It required no explanation, just as the universe needs none as it travels through endless time. What the boy felt at that moment was that he was in the presence of the only woman in his life. And that, with no need for words, she recognized the same thing. He was more certain of it than anything in the world. He had been told by his parents and grandparents that he must fall in love and really know a person before becoming committed. 
But maybe people who felt that way had never learned the universal language. Because when you know that language, it's easy to understand that someone in the world awaits you. Whether it's in the middle of the desert or in some great city. And when two such people encounter each other and their eyes meet, the past and the future become unimportant. There is only that moment and the incredible certainty that everything under the sun had been written by one hand only. It is the hand that evokes love and creates a twin soul for every person in the world. Without such love, one's dream would have no meaning. Maktoub, thought the boy. I always thought that that part is one of the greatest love stories ever told. And I think it encapsulates whatever we would want to decapitate today, which is the start of romantic love or eros. Now, this is going to be a three-part series. Part one, we're going to be talking about how it starts, but not all the good things about it. And then part two is how it progresses or build up, which may lead to the next type of love, which is the deeper kind of love, or which may lead to the next part of this series, how it ends. Um, let me just say that for a very long time now, I know that I'm not really good with romantic love. And that's probably the reason why I'm single. And it's not because I am I am picky or whatnot. I think it's just really not working for me. And since probably this is the height of this season, this particular episode, uh, I just really want to look back at the reason and I've been saying this for some episodes now why I had this podcast sometimes I really want to look for a person who can tell me or who can answer some questions for me I often forget that love is not bounded by rules and romantic love and relationships they're not being dictated by generic rules extracted from some other person's um, experience just to validate the experience and the thoughts that I've been having about it but it still is very challenging and it's very hard and to talk about them on a podcast gives me a better idea of how to deal with things which is really really good and I hope that it's also doing that for you what I really want you to do when you listen to these podcasts is to challenge whatever I'm saying um, and look at fr- look it up or look at it, sorry, <laughs> look at it against your personal experience. Is it something that you also experience? Is it also something that you believe? Is it also something that keeps you awake at night or maybe it was a different story all for you you know maybe it's a different thing for you and so if it does you know let me know I I, I really love talking about these kinds of things and seeing perspective you know in a lot of different ways and a lot of different angles because that's how it is 
Yeah. And so, we start with our first series for our romantic love. I did write down a very quick outline for it. For this episode um and i start with a question of how it starts how does it start for you in the passage that i've read from the book the alchemist it started really really overwhelming for him um if you're thinking that it's all um it's all poetic it's all romantic i see it in a different way that at that moment you know, all these things are just happening in his head. We are reading through uh, the the boy's head, Santiago's head. We are reading through that. And probably he just stood there, wide-eyed, a little bit trembling, looking creepy. And he's probably just, you know, staring at Fatima from the well. And he looks all creepy like that. Yeah? I think that's exactly how it looks like. and But we're reading from his head and we see how romantic it is. I like this passage, not because it is written in a very poetic way and it sounds really romantic and sweet and what we all want to hear. I love this passage because of how human Santiago thinks. So... Paolo Coelho is just really good at picking up words to make it sound really romantic, make it sound, you know, something like you, what, what you expect from a, a novel. But he is very human, particularly when he told himself that um, he was more certain of it than anything in the world. But also had been told by his parents and grandparents that to fall in love, you know, to, to become committed, you have to know the person really, really well but he he in his mind is willing not to listen to that because this is what i am feeling right now and i think that this is the the most human thing one person can ever be you get that moment of confusion and then you get that moment of bravery and courage you know you're not fighting anyone it's just really these little uh, things that are running in your head that you're fighting but you stand up for yourself you dust yourself and you tell them you know who cares i'm in love who cares i'm in love is it also the same thing for you or do we get stuck with being confused and then looking it up on youtube listening to other people who has their own experiences and we take it we take it biblically, I would say biblically or religiously, we take it at that level. I don't even know if biblically is a word, but you know, we, we take it to a very religious level. We listen to them, we believe them, and that will become our point of reference for anything that we do. Okay, I did that when I was younger, honestly, but when I was younger, there weren't so many YouTube stuff. So I did that with the books that I've read, which is still a little bit different from YouTube. And so that's why I'm referencing see a book because it's something that I read from when I was younger and I kept it with me as I was growing older. But the thing about it is as I am growing older, what's the funny thing is if I go back to the books that I've read before, I see it on a different way. Like when I was a when I was a kid and I first read The Alchemist, when I got to this part, all I thought that it was so romantic. I want my Santiago moment. I want my Fatima at the well moment. 
but now when I read it it's more of like telling me it's okay to be human if you feel like you're falling in love you just have to accept it you have to go with it don't try to stop it don't try to to put you know don't try to resist it just let it happen so so what if people had been giving you all of these rules so what that's what you're feeling be honest with it in any way nobody hears what you tell yourself at night at 3 a.m who cares yeah so now that's how i see it but when i was younger it was a lot different it was all romantic um yeah and for a very long time i wanted that santiago moment and believe it or not i also wanted the moment that happened in in veronica decides to die from the same author um it you don't have to read that book anymore because it has a movie go look for it veronica decides to die it's it's a really wonderful book it's a wonderful movie as well um go check it out i'm not here to plug though but does love start like that for you as well do you get confused do you ask people should i be in love i i don't know when and where all of our rules when it comes to love just came up love can be typecasted i'm so sorry for the word but i know you know a lot of people would use that in a in a negative sense but love had been typecasted in so many ways with so many uh, in different in different cultures uh, with different people uh, for this particular season i took the ones from the greeks because it's just really fun i think they had placed different kinds or they have defined different kinds of love in in really good ways and i have a better understanding of it um well because i've it's something that we took up back in high school so shout out to my high, high school teachers you were really good at teaching these kinds of things because up until now i know them by heart i understand them and and i am up to share with them with everybody else are you the kind of person who just dives into love but the thing is when we start falling in love do we really know if we're falling in love in love or are we falling in love with the person or is it just really deep infatuation so there are three paths right there that you can think of number one is am i falling in love with love or am i just in love with love in general and for a lot of us this is how we have been seeing romantic love played out um if you can just think of one relationship that you had in the past and try to put in chris evans on the shoes of your ex-boyfriend or maybe gal gadot in or scarlett johansson on the shoes of your ex-girlfriend is the feeling still going to be the same probably a little bit heightened of an excitement because they're chris evans and gal gadot or 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 scarlett johansson but i would assure you that you would come to a realization that it would still feel the same the breakup would probably be the same um you're gonna go through the same thing but you're nonetheless going to enjoy it and probably enjoy it a little bit more because of, of the people that i i placed in there but um what i'm i'm really trying to say is that 
you're gonna get the same feeling because you're in love with love and not the person whoever whoever is in that scenario with you you will still get the same feeling if there would be a difference it wouldn't be so much it would just probably be a difference of name the intensity a little bit but you're gonna get the same excitement they're probably still gonna go through the same thing and if these are the people who's gonna do the, those things for you it would still be the same so you're just really waiting for an expectation to happen uh, if the expectation happens it doesn't matter who made it happen because you're expecting this to happen anyway you, you know what I'm saying right that's kind of hard to explain I, I don't want to end up with you know what I'm saying that's just really vague but but for example you've been you've expected in general from a boyfriend that you would be receiving flowers every anniversary whoever boyfriend does that you would get the same feeling it would be nice warm and cozy exciting and all of those things i know it sounds harsh but it's it's the reality um before falling in love we have all of these sort of expectations that we have in our brain we all have our daydreams of how a perfect relationship should be how a perfect romantic love would go and so when we get the chance to be with someone these are still the same expectations that we play out in our brains and if they get fulfilled it's not being fulfilled by the person it's it's <laughs> it's your brain fulfilling your daydream of having that particular moment and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who that person is so long as it gets fulfilled so yeah you're expecting it from love it's it's an expected experience not from the person but from love and also that's the reason why you get really frustrated when it doesn't happen when with, with a particular person because these are the things that you have created way before you met this person way before you got into this relationship way before you fell in love because you are in love with love you are in love with the idea of being in love so how does it all start does it start out with that for you okay the next one it's a deep infatuation you can't see the red flags. You can't see anything wrong. You're challenged by whatever this person does. That's not love. If you tolerate because you're challenged, that's not love. That's a deep infatuation. And it will wear out somewhere along the middle because you have placed this person on a pedestal. And if this person does something wrong, it all falls down from there. It feels like you're falling out of love, but no, you're just really deeply disappointed because you placed this person on a pedestal. It's a deep infatuation. Right? And this is exactly what happens when you put your best foot forward all the time. People fall in love with a certain version of you. And that is in itself, is a, or I'm sorry, not falls in love. They would be deeply infatuated with a different version of you and should you come out like I want to be my own person now you have to accept me as I am it goes downhill from there because they just see that you're not the person that they want they just realize that you're you're not that they're not in love with you they're just deeply infatuated with what they saw it's just like 
when they tell you not to meet your heroes because you're gonna be you're gonna be frustrated if they do something different from what you've expected is that how it starts from for you or does it start like i'm confused but i'm going to allow myself to really get to know this person it doesn't matter what happens next if i get hurt so what that's part of life if this doesn't work out well it's fine at least i had a shot at least i tried it at least i loved or do you start that way uh, that way when you decide to really fall in love with a person which one actually resonates with you i've read in so many with so many um i don't know uh, literature almost everything suggests that you have to know a person yeah you know like what the like what santiago said you know you have to know the person to really fall in love um but i also have read some literature and this is what i wanted to say a while back uh, my, my brain gets derailed um that you'd only fall in love you know like truly fall in love once i don't know if you have seen the series the one from netflix it's a british series it's a really good way of exploring love on a scientific level and i really like the idea that there could be more than one the one you know because scientifically your dna would be paired and matched with a lot of different people what uh in reading about metaphysics and other kind of and other kind of things i really just like exploring a lot of things um and sometimes they all just really come in one piece together and it makes sense and where they shouldn't make sense but anyway uh in some of in some of those metaphysics books you know it will t- tell you that you have one twin soul twin flame um and then you have tons of soulmates so the chance of you falling in love is not just one the chance would be a lot um and the one and that idea of having tons of soulmates they kind of run in the same lane you know sure you can only have one twin flame because you can only be split into two at any given time if that's the case but soulmates you're gonna have a lot there's just not one so if you fall in love now it doesn't work don't worry about it really for real don't worry about it because you will get another chance right but we're gonna talk about that uh, in part three i, I don't want to hop into that now there's really a dark side when we all start um falling in love some of us some of us are really good at it some of us we start and all of our expectations are really just future forward but there are people who are just like me and you're probably you're probably afraid to admit it but when when i start feeling these things i really go into a panic mode and i 
become very, very confused about certain things. To the point that I am not aware, but I'm already wishing it to end without even starting. And there was just really one instance where I was, it was the other way. I was afraid that it was ending before it even started. But in in every endeavor that I ever had, that's what I'm doing. I was expecting it to end before it can even start. And when it starts, I'm obsessed with how it can end in so many ways without me even realizing that that's what I'm thinking about. Like, if you start thinking about they're going to have somebody else, they're going to meet somebody who's prettier. What if that co-worker of theirs was truly in love with him or not? And he realizes along the way that, you know, we're already thinking about ending it when we are all just really starting it and we should just really be enjoying the ride because when when falling in love starts it's it's the happiest it's it's the most um energetic part of any relationship if if you're starting it within a relationship a lot of us wouldn't admit it but we also see romantic love as a game who falls in love first who wins and who loses technically if you hurt each other in the process of shouting in the process of getting angry with each other you're not supposed to keep scores because you're both hurting it means that you're both losing but some of us would just really look at it as a really big game it's it's a mind game and there was a poem that I read a couple of years back. I can't really remember the, the whole poem, but the title was The Chase. And I remember the title because I always thought that, or I always asked myself, is love really a game of cat and mouse? Do we just really chase each other around this little cage? do we is it is it really how we want to start love is it really how we look at love and now with all the dating apps and whatnot it, it's like having an instant love <laughs> which is really weird i don't really know what people expect you know love is an investment if you start your relationship and you want the other person or you want you both want to be in love with each other you would have to invest else it's just really deep infatuation that you're feeling with each other you have to invest it isn't a game and you have to invest you have to know the other person appreciate them for who they are all of the good and the bad and this is why i said on that episode for self-love yourself is the hardest to love because you have to accept the good and the bad about you it is hard to accept for other people so how can you love yourself if you can't accept that right it isn't a chase 
it isn't a game it's an investment how we start with love will not define how our love would go some of us start really really well and then the relationship would end so bad some of us do not start really well but the relationship would go well it's all about really our intentions why we want to be in love why do we want to be in a relationship with that person and i'm really trying to put a line between being in love and being in a relationship because those two are different things we can have a relationship but we haven't really found love it's weird that we have to wait for the other person to say i love you first why can't we just say it when we feel it if the other person runs away let them you know the cliche if you love them you let them go if they return to you if it's meant to be no actually the next part it's not really like that even if they did not return to you but they felt it but they're not just maybe ready to reciprocate it then love fulfilled itself we i think we really have to change our lenses when it comes to love i think we have had so much of these rules surrounding love and relationship that it limits us from doing these things that it limits us to really feel what love is you know what's really hard in having a relationship is there's another person and a lot of us do not want to admit that but that's the truth we like being in a relationship we like we like the cuddles we like the sex we like the kisses but we don't really like dealing with the emotions part of it we don't like dealing with the investment part of it it's all about communication if, if you told the other person that that's what you expect then you're gonna start out good But if you don't, if you're just keeping it to yourself that you're just here because of something else, then that really is bad. Now, as we start with this and you have heard some of the places where you can start love, let me go through, let me end this episode with love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. And with that, I end this episode. I'll see you in the next episode, my name is Lee. This is the Decapitated Thoughts.
Hey there, stranger. Do you agree with what we have talked about today? Did you learn anything? Do you have a friend who might need this advice? Hmm. If you agree to all of those, don't miss an episode. Add us to your playlist and send this link to your friend. It was awesome having you today. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Lee and this is Decapitated Thoughts.